You're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast episode 18 of season five. And today I'm going to be talking all about influencers. So I haven't done an influencer episode since early 2020. And so much has changed in the last two years. So let's talk about what's working now, some strategies that I personally tested and give you some thought starters for how you can start collaborating with others to grow your brand. Let's get into it. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Welcome back to Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I am super excited to have you rejoining us on the podcast. I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts. Currently, I think there's over a million, maybe even more. So appreciate your time and energy that you put into listening to this podcast. So today's episode is all about influencer marketing, what's working now, what's not working, some of the changes that have happened over the last couple of years. And I haven't done an episode on this, I realized in two years. And a post came up in the Facebook group that we have. If you want to join, it's um, Brave and Boss Entrepreneurs. We'll put the link in the show notes about influencer marketing and what's working right now and how to track it and all those good things. And I thought, wow, this is a great topic. And I'd already planned, this is the funny thing, I'd already planned an episode on this. So it's just so timely that that came up and now we're doing it here. So Influencer marketing, we're going to get into that in just one second, but I just want to talk about something super quickly. So if you're a subscriber to Brave and Boss, our email list, which I hope you are, because you always get reminded when a new episode drops and get access to you know, free resources and first access to courses and new products that we're developing to help you grow your business, we have switched from MailChimp email platform to Flowdesk. And what that means is that we've probably ported over your email to Flowdesk and re-opted you in, and we will no longer be sending emails through MailChimp. So you don't have to worry about unsubscribing to the old emails, no problem. We will remove your data from there. But it also means there's a higher likelihood that your email, um, sorry, that my emails are going to end up in your spam box because Flowdesk is a new sender, and that just sometimes happens. We talk about that a lot in the email marketing masterclass if you're transitioning platforms to go slow. Uh, with Brave and Boss, we have a relatively small list, so we just did it all at once. But if in case you're missing my emails, just look in your spam and then mark it, add to contact, uh, contacts, mark it as a safe sender, whatever you need to do, just so you make sure you're getting those. And if you don't, I'll put the, em- the link below to rejoin the email list so you can resubscribe just to doubly check and make sure you have it. Or if you're not on it, get on it. I only send about one email a week max, so all good. So let's get into influencer marketing. This is a hot topic right now. And I think, you know, there's there's many angles on this. And I only have 30 minutes, not even 25 minutes. So I'm going to try and keep this as concise as possible and make it as actionable as possible. So let's uh, let's start off at the baseline. So what is influencer marketing? So it really takes that concept of celebrity endorsement and places it into modern day content marketing. And in this case, influencer marketing doesn't mean you're just working with celebrities. It could be with somebody who's really big in the mom community or somebody who's a really big makeup influencer. You know, nowadays, you know, when I first started in circles in 20, 
12, we worked with a ton of influencers in the travel space um, when I first started. And back in the day, not everybody was an influencer. Like it was pretty weird if you were an influencer. It was not a career path. Now it's actually like something that people growing up aspire to be. So influencers have almost become like celebrities in some aspect because they have been able to monetize it and build these communities and people have seen it as a viable career. So it's shifted a lot. Back in the day, influencers were bloggers. Yes, they would make more money, but they had to do a lot of like work themselves to like create all this content. And now a lot of them just exist on platforms like TikTok and Instagram. Some of them may have blogs, but a lot of them just have that kind of platform primarily. So what an influencer is, it's just somebody who has the power to affect the purchasing decisions of others because of their authority, knowledge, position, or relationship with their audience. They usually have a specific niche. And again, an influencer is anybody from, one would argue, 100 followers to millions of followers. There's different scales of influencers as well. So so yeah, you could work with anybody. Lots of people call themselves an influencer with 500 followers, and they could be a great influencer maybe if they have a super engaged audience. But that's something we want to consider when we're putting together influencer marketing campaigns. So influencer marketing is essentially just collaborating with an online influencer to build awareness for your product. One thing about this is that there's many ways to collab with influencers. So, you know, oftentimes people just go to, oh, I'm just going to pay them to post um, or I'm going to give them a product. Like there's many, many different avenues and we'll go down some of those as we move through this podcast. But I just want to share with you a couple of interesting stats Since 2016, there's been a 465% increase in searches for the phrase influencer marketing on Google. So that in itself says that this is like very popular and almost 70% of brands use Instagram for influencer marketing. So it's very, very popular on Instagram. As I mentioned, other platforms too. And businesses have said that they make a 5.78 ROI for every dollar spent on influencer marketing. Now we'll talk about that because I don't necessarily think that's true, but who knows? Uh, We'll break that down. So influencer marketing isn't just like finding a bunch of people who have influence and giving them product or paying them to post about your product. It's really like anything, another channel in your business. And when I coach entrepreneurs through my monthly coaching programs, I really encourage people to focus on three main marketing channels. There is a tendency when you're first getting started to do that spaghetti at the wall approach. And I think that's fine for a little bit to do a little bit here, a little bit there. But at some point you have to go deep on a channel and then measure it and see what's working. And if it's not working, then you kind of move on to a new channel and see if you can make that work. And that influencer marketing is just one of those channels. So let's say you're working on like Pinterest and Instagram, and then you want to do influencer marketing. Great. There are your three channels. So you really have to approach it in the way that you would approach any channel. So you have to put together a strategy, a plan, and a budget, and expect to spend some time on research because your strategy isn't going to be likely just to find, you know, 100 influencers who drink tea. You probably want a specific segment of tea drinkers in the influencing market. And maybe they target a specific demographic or their audiences are you know, more leaning towards green tea versus decaf, whatever it is, you really have to know your ideal customer or your dream customer to be able to approach influencers because you want to get the right fit. And again, you're not going to get this right on the first time. You are going to 
have to test and learn. So you're going to have to put some money or some product towards some influencers to kind of start to see what works and what doesn't work. You know, you also have to figure out how you're going to do this. So if you're a team of one or two, you may want to work with an influencer agency or a virtual assistant or somebody to help pitch influencers. There are platforms and tools you can get on that have access to influencers where they subscribe and then you can easily send them product. I know I was just on listening to a podcast where he said that you can pay this agency $7,500 and they'll guarantee you 500 product placements of content. Actually seems not bad for that price, to be honest. But you want to make sure, again, those influencers are the right fit for your brand. Because getting just 500 influencers who are like 18 years old and you sell a product to men who are 60 plus, it would not make sense, right? So you really have to just define like, how are you going to actually find these influencers? What that process is going to look like? And don't underestimate how much time you need to spend on this because part of what's overwhelming about influencer marketing and is that there's no easy way to do it yet. Like there are these platforms and yes, you can outsource it to an agency, but there's major pros and cons to that. And a lot of it is cost related. And if you're going to be effective in influencer marketing, you have to think about it like anything in business. It's forming a relationship with another person. So that is, you know, a very human interaction. You need to learn about them, see what they like. You need to start conversations. You don't just like go into a relationship and say, hey, like first date, let's get married. Like, no, you go and you say, hey, would you like to grab a coffee? I like, you know, I like your your handbag. I like your your briefcase. I like your style of music. I like your pants, whatever compliments people give. Because Lord knows I'm not a good dater. So bad advice here. Yeah. So you want to approach it with that kind of idea of, I often think about like crawl, walk, run. So when you approach an influencer, you know, you just want to slowly get to know them, follow their content, like their content, comment on their content, and then start a very organic conversation with them. That I found is the best approach, to be honest, if you're going to do it organically yourself, because then they start to see you're commenting on their posts. They like you, you actually genuinely like their content. That's something that's really important. And then you build from there. Maybe you start slow and you give them a product to test uh, for free. And then if that's working, maybe you invite them to your affiliate program. And if that's working, maybe do a paid collaboration. And then if that's working, maybe you do like an ambassadorship where you're, you're paying them a monthly fee for a certain amount of content. Like you kind of have to build the danger. And I've done this before of going in and doing this huge paid promotion with an influencer is that you are going to get a crap ton of content that isn't online with your brand. You're going to get a bunch of influencers who say they have a great reach and audience and maybe they don't, or maybe you think you are reaching the home decor market and, you know, lo and behold, they post and it's totally off brand for you. So you want to do, you can do as much research as possible to see who their audience is and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to try it out and see what kind of take they get with influencer marketing, working with them. So I definitely encourage you to take that kind of like crawl, walk, run approach. And then along the way, you want to be testing it. So if you are doing it yourself, you want to be using UTM. So urgent tracking module links, giving them to the influencers so you can track it back in Google Analytics. And then you also maybe want to have a secondary mechanism to track. So that could be a coupon code for free shipping or something like that unique to that influencer. Uh, or an affiliate program link or something like that to track them back. And also the thing I'll mention about influencers is that like you don't necessarily, you may work with somebody and get really lucky and get like a big hit and lots of sales the first time they post. 
But sometimes like these things just need to take time. Like I think there was some stat that like somebody needs to see an ad seven or eight times before they purchase. So if you think about that with like an influencer, that's why you kind of want to start this approach where you're giving them product, they're posting about it organically. So their audience is starting to get interested in your product ideally. And then maybe you're doing a contest with them or a giveaway or a specific product promotion or something like that. So then they've already seen the product and then they're more apt to buy. The idea that you'll get this magical influencer that will just post about you and turn your brand into multi-million dollar business, it is kind of unrealistic. And I will say it has happened, not to me, but there's a brand in my space who basically came up, you know, changed the whole, it changed their whole business trajectory through working with a very famous influencer. And my understanding is that it totally took their business from like listening to her on a podcast, you know, a couple, like 10 orders a day to like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And it's kind of been a relationship they've built off of for years since then. So I'm sure it's taken a lot of work, but like that kind of thing is pretty rare now. And if it happens to you, great. I am so happy for you. But if it doesn't, don't feel bad because it's not the norm in influencer marketing. So what I would say also about influencer marketing is that you have to be really cautious about who you're working with. Because again, you want alignment with brands. You want people who share your values. You want somebody who has a common audience. You know, we've already talked about the lack of quick results, but you also want the line content. I'll give you an example. So I've worked on paid partnerships with um, influencers before. We gave a pair of dressy sweatpants. I'm not going to name the influencer. To an influencer in the fashion space. She had great photography. Her Instagram looked amazing. I think we paid her $500 US for a couple of posts on the sweatpants on her Instagram, as well as the photos. Got the photos back. I would love to put a screenshot in here, but they're literally her inside her apartment or house wearing those no-show socks, the dressy sweatpants, and like some crappy t-shirt in front of a coffee table, and they're blurry. It was like so disappointing to me. I almost felt like we'd gotten scammed, to be honest. And if we were... We had contracts, but we did not have contracts at that time, I should say. But if I did have a contract, I probably would not have paid her, to be honest, because I felt like that was like lighting money on fire. And it was so disappointing because I felt like we'd done the research. You know, we'd sent her a deck about this is our content. We'd seen her content looked amazing. And then when it came to content for us, she just totally screwed us over and didn't feel bad about it. And I think we did go back to her and tell her that the content wasn't very good and she wasn't very apologetic. So that was the end of that relationship. So Just like anything in life, you're never going to hit it off with everybody. And that's just the reality. But you can do things like I mentioned, putting contracts in place so you can work with a lawyer to create an influencer contract. Not a bad idea, especially if you're dealing with rights of photos and videos and you want to use them on ads and on your website. Don't assume that you can do that. It's good to like kind of pace that out. You also want to talk about indemnity. They can and cannot say about you. And definitely... You want to look at deadlines and stuff like that because oftentimes influencer marketing, you can do this organic seeding, but it's really powerful when you can create those thunderclap moments where the influencer posts on the same night as your sale, as your product launch. Like that's where you get the biggest impact for sure. So definitely like, you know, try an approach to recruit influencers that works for you. Don't be afraid to be flexible if it's not working and don't get too stuck on the size of the influencer because we've had influencers who... I've had 100,000 followers and 6K followers and the 6K one sold more product than the 100K. It's really about fit with the audience, engagement, how how much they trust them. You know, I have about 7,000 and something 
Instagram followers. And I get people telling me all the time that they're buying what I recommended. And I forget that I'm an influencer, I guess. (laughs) And I have a small audience. And that's amazing that I can create that kind of engagement and results for these brands. And I'm not even on paid partnerships with any of them. So I feel like missing out there. But as an example, I was wearing these Gap jeans a couple weeks ago out for dinner and they were new. I hadn't worn them yet. They were my COVID jeans that I bought when I gained a little bit of weight, but then I'd lost it. So I felt more confident wearing them. And they're like part of Gap's wash wash well program. So they're made out of recycled cotton. Anyways, I wore them and literally I think four out of the five women who were at the table for dinner went home and bought those jeans. And I was like, damn, Gap's need needs to give me a commission for this. But that's influence, right? So if you think about that, your customers could be your best influencers. So don't count them out. If you can figure out a way to get referrals through customers or add them to your affiliate program or do a customer referral program, that could be your own like influencer marketing program on a smaller scale. Some people struggle with this a little bit if their customer isn't really good at user-generated content, i.e. UGC. But if they are, they could be a great access point for you to find new customers. So we've definitely seen, I guess in conclusion, we've definitely seen an increase in influencer marketing, you know, with organic reach struggling on all the platforms, um, especially Instagram and Facebook, you know, and especially Facebook ads. You've seen budgets shift over to influencer marketing. I know a couple of brands who've taken half their spend out of Facebook ads paid and moved them into influencer marketing. And there's also some like more creative things you can do with influencer marketing. So you might have heard of whitelisted ads, and that's basically when you run an ad from an influencer's page. So if you worked with whatever, a travel influencer, and they have a page and an ad account, you run ads for your product through their account with their content. And it's a way to get sometimes better reach because they just have more potential for reach than like a branded account. So there's stuff like that that's been happening. Again, I will mention that like influencer reach is declining. So that's something to be really cognizant of when you are uh, thinking about partnering with people because the type of influencers that you'd be able to get, I would say maybe three years ago, don't have that kind of reach anymore, which also means they don't necessarily can deliver the results that they used to do. So I love getting an influencer who has a multifaceted channel strategy. So I still prefer working with influencers who have a blog, have a newsletter, have social media, because at least they have several touch points. They're not just like this one and done channel person. I would say you can also work with influencers for content generation. That's another option as well. So you could work with them to create content for your website, for product launches, for ads, that kind of thing. That's where they can be an interesting supplement for your own content creation. And yeah, I definitely think you would need to think about like what, what you want out of it. Cause like, maybe you don't want sales out of it. Maybe you just want to grow your Instagram following. So that would be like a different strategy altogether. Maybe you do want leads. Maybe you want to attract a new target market. There's lots of things you can think about there. The one thing I want to mention about influencers that I think is a little bit tricky is that it can feel just like Facebook ads, like you're lighting money on fire from time to time. And it's true. It's true. It's true. And it can be like, like I've given the examples. I've had influencers ghost me and never post. I would never call them out publicly, but they have. I've had influencers, many influencers, like I gave the example of the the running socks with the dressy sweatpants. I've had many post content that I was like, 
oh my God, we will never use this. Like blurry, dark photos, like wrong setting, bad styling, like it is hit or miss. So the more you can do in the upfront of researching these influencers, the more you can do in showing them the type of content that you want to create for your brand. And, you know, we send out a little brand guide. So like talking points and like links and like aesthetic so they can kind of plan and we try and give them some guidance around that. Um, That's harder to do if you're not doing a paid promotion, by the way, if you're just giving people product, you're probably going to get, they're not going to listen to you. But if you're paying for a promotion, absolutely, you should be involved in the content creation and creative direction of that. And yeah, don't be afraid to use contracts, use tracking mechanisms. And if you have an influencer where you think there is a lot of success and they're a big fan of your brand, work with them in different ways. Like anytime we've had an influencer, and I would say a big clue to this is people who post about your product and tag you without prompting. So if you start to see influencers who you've worked with, maybe you've given them a product or paid them to do something, and they're posting about you all the time and tagging you, even though you don't have a paid promotion on, that's a clue of somebody who actually really loves your brand. And that's exactly the type of person you want to work with more because they're just going to really deliver for you. They really believe in your values and they really want to support you. So look for those little wins and double down with those influencer opportunities. So in conclusion, influencer marketing has changed, but there's definitely opportunities there. You really need a holistic strategy when approaching this, a budget, a plan, a product budget. You need to have an idea of who your customer is, who you're targeting, what markets you want to go after. And you need to do your research. This is not a quick one and done thing. Yes, you can use these agencies to supplement that, but you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay anywhere from probably, you know, 5,000 to 20,000 US dollars to work with an influencer agencies. These are very big popular things, but with the right process, you could set that up with yourself or with a virtual assistant or your intern or somebody on your team. It's actually super easy to do. It just takes a lot of process and follow-up. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you learned a little bit more about influencer marketing and what's working today. If you love this episode, please share it on social and tag me at Brave and Boss at Christy Sumer. I'd love to hear your key takeaway from the episode. And if you are going to be doing influencer marketing in 2022. All right. Have a great day. for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.